0: Hey everyone, this is Noor, and you're listening to the Radical Contemporary Podcast. In this episode, I speak to Manjit Thap, UK-based artist and illustrator. Her show, My Head is a Jungle, is open to viewers at NOW Gallery in London until October 31st. We speak about developing a personal style, using colours and being bold, and the ability to reach people through the medium of art and words. And now to my conversation with Manjit. You're an illustrator. I suppose you would call yourself a graphic designer as
1: well. Is that correct? I think I would label myself mostly as an artist illustrator.
0: I want to know what got you into the creative industries. Like what was one of your first creative memories growing up?
1: I remember always being into anything creative growing up. And one of my earliest memories would probably be when I was younger and my mum would draw these really simple elephants with mats on their backs and I would fill in the mats with like lots of different patterns and colours. And I used to love doing it and she used to have to keep drawing them over and over again. But yeah, that's one of my earliest memories.
0: And where did you grow up originally? Um, I, I grew up in the UK. I was born in the UK. And you're of what ethnic origin? I'm Indian. When you began drawing, how did you sort of develop an illustrative style? Because it's so distinct, your style. Like, it's interesting because before interviewing you, when someone had sent me images of your work, I already know that I'd seen them before. I think it was a project with Apple or Tate. I'm not sure, but it's a very distinct style. So how did you develop it?
1: I think... Again, as I was growing up, I've gone through lots of different styles, which I think is a good thing. And I think the more that I've drawn, the more my style has evolved to kind of where I am today. And yeah, I love that you say that because I feel like I have developed something that feels very like distinctive to me. And I get that a lot of people saying, I knew it was yours straight away. And I really like that. But again, I I try not to focus too much on the idea of style because I feel like it can be very restricting and it can make you feel like have to keep making the same thing over and over again so I think hopefully anything that I make will feel like mine if that makes sense
0: for sure and I like that you said that because then if you do focus on it maybe it does put you in a bit of a box
1: yeah definitely
0: I wanted to ask you what was your first as an artist illustrator like major gig or major job or something that came your way and you were like oh wow this is really cool and big
1: I think it would have to be when I got approached to do the illustrations for The Little Book of Feminist Saints by Penguin Random House. Yeah, I was just remember getting that email and being like, oh my God, this is huge. And I was working part-time at the time in retail. And I remember the next day I handed in my notice. Um, no I'd been so I was ready. To, yeah, I was ready to hand in my notice. I knew like, oh, it's time for me to leave, but I was just so scared to do it. And then I thought thought, like, now is the perfect time.
0: Yes. So then you handed in your notice and you focused on your work. And have you been a freelancer ever since? Yeah, ever since I've been a freelancer. Wow. All right. How many years has that been, actually?
1: You know, what? I can't even remember. I think that was around, I want to say 2017, 2018. I think 2017, maybe. Then how did an opportunity with Apple come about? I think that one was kind of out of the blue, really, for me. I think they must have seen my work maybe online or somewhere. And then they got in contact to work on that particular project, which is really exciting to get to work with them. How has your social
0: media presence kind of helped your career as an artist? Would you say that posting and sharing your work is how it developed? How did people discover you, essentially, do you think?
1: Well, before I had Instagram, I was, when I was about 15 or so, I was uploading, when I was at school, I was uploading my work to this art website, which was kind of popular at the time called DeviantArt. So I was really getting into the pattern at that age of making work and posting it online. And I really liked that process. And then from that website, I went to Tumblr. And then when Instagram came out, I started on Instagram. So I had a little bit of a following, but it wasn't huge. But I think because I started Instagram when it first kind of started, it was much easier at that time to kind of grow as compared to now. So I think I got in at the right time, really.
0: Definitely. I think a lot of people talk about this now, artists, young artists and creatives, and they're like it's very hard to just hop onto Instagram and get a massive following now. It's just a much different space. What do you use essentially to create art? Like what are your tools? Is it all digital? Do you sketch? Like what's your process?
1: I really like to use a mix of traditional and digital. So I really like using pencils and drawing everything first because I just love the texture. And then usually I will colour everything digitally, but still mixing in a lot of traditional media at the same time. So it's kind of like the way that I work, it feels very much like a collage, I would say.
0: What about working with Caste Museum?
1: That was a really fun project. I've worked with them twice. One of them was to work on this project with a bunch of different artists. We had to create these murals around London based on famous women from London who you hadn't really heard of. So that was really fun. And it was fun at the end to kind of go around London and see everyone else's pieces. It felt nice to kind of work on a project where it felt kind of like a group project almost. My piece was in King's Cross Station, which is really exciting. Then the second was to work on a picture book for them, which was called The Bigger Picture. And it's about women artists who kind of change the world and it's for a younger audience. And that was so much fun to work on because I had a lot of creative control and I got to do the font. I got to do, well, the typography. I got to do the backgrounds, layouts. And I so just really had a lot you- of creative control.
0: How did you get into typography? Isn't that like a much different ballpark or did you teach yourself that process as well?
1: I definitely said I've taught myself. I mean, I'm not that skilled at it, but it is fun to get to do, um, especially for that project, because I kind of tailored it to each artist's style. So it's kind of different on each page, which I liked. It was just the titles of each page.
0: So would you say that you're taught Manjit as an artist and an illustrator?
1: Yeah I would say I'm pretty much self-taught because especially because I started so young so I really was just teaching myself and and learning like that and then I think at university again I I would still say I was self-taught but obviously some of those projects were really helpful to kind of lead me into the right direction but yeah I'd mostly say that I was self-taught. Amazing. When Now
0: Gallery contacted you for a commission, what was your first thought?
1: I was so excited. I mean, I've worked with them on some smaller projects leading up to that. So I had kind of like a working relationship with them. And so, yeah, it just felt really nice to be asked to get to do the exhibition, especially because I just love that space. And it really allows you to be completely creative. And so I was so excited that I was going to get the opportunity to have my first show be there.
0: And how did the concept of the show come about? I love the name My Head is a Jungle. It's so cool. And I think it resonated probably with a lot of people over the last year. We've all been just in our heads a little. So very brilliant. Can you tell me about it?
1: Yeah, so the idea kind of came about because I use a lot of jungle iconography in my work. And I really liked the idea of having the jungle be kind of the backdrop to the show. And then I liked the idea of exploring the similarities between our minds and the jungle. So there's like the overgrowing thoughts, the tangled feelings, the hidden fears that we push to the back. Um, So yeah, it really looks at the similarities between the two.
0: The exhibition is experiential. So it's kind of something that you can go in and from the minute you go in, you're in this world, right? Isn't that the concept?
1: It's kind of like... And it's set out in the structure of a maze. So there's dead ends, moments of light, moments of shadow. Um, And I really wanted it to kind of mimic walking through your own mind and navigating your feelings as you're walking through the maze. There's an interactive part to the show. Yeah, it just feels very immersive.
0: I love this idea. I really wish I could actually attend it. But I haven't been to London in like two years But that's insane. I love it. What was the team like? Like, How did you build this with the team? Were there any obstacles that you faced to create this maze sort of situation? I'm sure it was a very extensive thought process.
1: Yeah, well, because of COVID, we had a lot more extra time to work on it because of the delays that that caused. But they were so great to work with. And they really kind of encouraged me to think big. Because I think at the beginning, I found it a little hard to come out of my comfort zone, you know, being so used to working 2D. So they really encouraged and supported me thinking quite big, which kind of led to the idea that I came up with. And then we I got to work with Interesting Project and they really helped design the maze from the sketch that I drew and really helped it make it feel like it was my work, even though it was structure. I think the main difficulties, I guess, came about just with the fact of COVID and it having to keep being delayed but in the end I think it was kind of good because we got to add so much more to the show.
0: And also the show is filled with these motifs that are so part of your work such as snakes, tigers, the sun. So I want to know where do you derive these symbols from that you're that you seem to be very infatuated with and like is there a connection between them or does each thing sort of stand on its own?
1: I think I started using them quite subconsciously and not really thinking about it too much. And then I think later I've looked back and kind of assigned meaning. The red sun is very much inspired by Henry Rousseau's paintings. His paintings are often set in jungle and they have like these really lovely red suns. And I just love the mood that 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 it gives. Oftentimes I'll use a lot of symbols and icons to kind of help put forward this sort of mood and atmosphere into my pieces and I think the red sun is one that I use for that
0: I love it and so how do you want viewers to feel when they go through my head as a jungle
1: I hope that they'll be able to relate to a lot of the work and the message that I'm trying to put across yeah I just hope that they'll be able to relate to it and kind of think about how they themselves can kind of channel their own feelings especially if it is through art. And I think it's really true what you said. We've kind of been living in our minds for the past year or so. I think it's nice to kind of see it being expressed out outwardly, especially at the end of the maze. We have an interactive mural where people can kind of leave their feelings behind anonymously. So it's been really nice to kind of see that back wall grow with stickers with people's thoughts on.
0: So what was a moment in your career that you felt very proud
1: there's been a few, I'd say definitely my first book that I worked on, which was The Little Book of Feminist Saints. Then I would say my own book that I worked on, which is Feelings, A Story in Seasons, which was also with Penguin. And then obviously The shell, that was like a huge, yeah. huge thing for me. Those were like huge bucket list dreams. So yeah, okay. to be able to have done them is crazy. <laughs> and
0: your own book, how did it feel? to publish feelings and have like these tangible copies and tell me a little about that
1: yeah it's just it's wild honestly um I always dreamed of like having a book of my own ever since I was really young and so the fact that it's like happened it's really exciting and I think when I was younger I never imagined that it would you know include drawings I thought it would just be words but the fact that it's drawing some words is really exciting and Yeah, it's just so nice to kind of hear from people who've read it and it's really resonated with them. And it came out during lockdown. And so I've heard from a lot of people that it was the perfect time for them.
0: I really love and appreciate that you didn't allow the corona circumstances to stop you as a creative. I feel you really flourished during that time. But can you tell me how, like a bit of like the highs and lows, like how did you navigate that period? With clearly you had a lot of work though to do
1: yeah I mean it was really good that I had projects to kind of keep me accountable it was really hard it was I think it was a hard year for everyone so I had a lot of down moments especially with the book coming out during lockdown I mean that was a little bit upsetting looking back it did come out at the right time for people especially with the themes that were in the book so yeah I'm happy with that but I mean again being stuck inside I think I definitely had like a lot of creative blocks and didn't feel very motivated to draw a lot of the time. So it was nice to kind of have those breaks and then be able then have projects to jump back into. So I do feel very lucky that I did have work to keep me going.
0: I think that having a show in person at the end of all of this is kind of like the perfect transition out of it and a beautiful way to like get back into the real world.
1: Yeah, so what's next for you, Manja? I'm taking it easy for a bit, maybe taking on a few small projects here and there. And then in a month or so, I'll be working on a children's book, the illustrations for a children's book, which I'm really excited about because it's my first one and it's I've always wanted to do one. So I'm excited about that.
0: That's incredible. I'm so excited to see your next pieces and the development of your work. And thank you so much for being on my podcast.
1: Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening.
0: And don't forget to subscribe, give us a review, shoot me a text or direct message us on Instagram at Radical Contemporary, where we'd love to hear your feedback and the topics you'd like to listen to. Also, you can check out our website, www.radicalcontemporary.com, where all of our content is available. Finally, we'll be hosting a new guest every week. So stay tuned.